You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patter, Rangers writer at WPA.com. Joined as always by Morgan Price at LoneStarBall.com. Morgan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Good weekend. A good Friday game. Well, good enough. Um, good <laughs> being there at the park. Um, got to see Brock Burke in person, but the Rangers get swept by the A's. And, you know, I would honestly be fine if the Rangers never played the Oakland A's ever again, anywhere, <laughs> ever. Because I'm just kind of over them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be nice. Too bad they have to p- play them again next week. It's oh, just so depressing. Like I, <laughs> I'm like so excited. Like all right, the Rangers is almost done. It's gonna be fun. Final games at Globe Life Park, and mm-hmm. oh, it's the A's. Like I don't think yeah. there's a bigger bummer of a team to play than the Oakland A's. Like there are teams that like even like the Astros are better. The Yankees are better. But I'm not as just like put in a bad mood as often by playing those teams as I am the A's. Is that just me or do you feel that too? No, I definitely get that because it just constantly feels like Oakland's always good against the Rangers no matter what the standings say. And it always feels like Oakland just goes off against the Rangers all the time. Yeah, I mean, Chris Davis in that Friday game, like he saved up. I tweeted this out, and I, I, he, I think he saved up all of his, like, voodoo magic for for one game. I thought he was going to have, like, a four-home run game. Like, I swear, I, I totally was convinced yeah. that he was going to do that because that's just what he does. He saves up his magic, and he was going to get to 247 all by hits by not getting anything but a hit against the Rangers. Like, I thought that was going to happen, and thankfully it was only a two-homer day and a walk, um, but, man, he was just... There were so many home runs in this game. I don't remember the last time more three-run home runs were hit. Like, there was just every single home run felt, like, momentous. There was the Chu three-run bomb, Danny Santana three-run bomb, Matt Olson had the very rare uh, solo shot, and um, Chris Davis also had a, a, a... Both of his home runs were actually off Brock Burke, which was... I was very disappointed because I really liked seeing Brock Burke and seeing him in, in yeah. the major leagues. And I was like, oh, look, here's my first chance to go see him in the major leagues. And boom, he just goes off and gets destroyed because that's what Oakland does. It's just absolutely depressing. But outside of that, the offense looked really good. I felt like this series, they kind of got their mojo back until Sunday night game. How do you how do you think the offense did um, in this series? Yeah, I think if it was against any other team, team it might have felt like a better series than what it the score looks like because it it does kind of feel like the Rangers weren't terrible but Oakland just happened to be better and both teams kind of came into this series with momentum but Oakland's the winning team so their momentum kind of overpowers the Rangers but I didn't think the Rangers looked like as bad as they had been in August or July um they they all had good at bats. It was just they were overmatched. Yeah, they were. And Sean Murphy looked incredible. I've seen him mm-hmm. a few times in Double A, but man, he's just 
he had three doubles in the first game of the series, and he looked absolutely unstoppable. But I was just looking looking back, and I saw that the Rangers had nine runs that they scored, and they had, uh, I think, ten base runners for the night, which is kind of insane. They had yeah. that many base runners. Um, but yeah, um, the Rangers just took advantage by hitting home runs with, with guys on, and they went five for ten with runners in scoring position. Um, actually, no, they, they did leave uh, three on base. Um, I'm not sure. My math is, is not adding up. But um, either way, they still did incredibly well. And they only struck out seven times, which uh, it's not great, but I think it's better than, than what they did. Yeah, they struck out ten times in Saturday and Sunday's game. But yeah. behind Brock Burke, when when the rest of the bullpen came in besides Javot, I felt like they did really well. Um, Taylor Guerrero looked um, well, besides the um, also the Jeffrey Springs outing was, was kind of rough, but honestly I was distracted and uh, I met a friend of mine and was sitting at a table and, and missed the Jeffrey Springs inning. Um, <laughs> so didn't miss much there, but um, how do you think the, the rest of the bullpen behind um, Javot looked? Yeah. Um, Guerrero continues to look pretty good. I think he's had a couple outings that have been a little rough, but overall, um, he seems to be pretty consistent um, out of the bullpen, and he can go multiple innings, which is always nice to see. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I'm, I think I'm more impressed with him as the season has gone on. Um, just with the more outings, you he's again been a little more consistent. Um, Sean Kelly also. After he had that injury um, in Houston, I think it was, um, he, he kind of came. Yeah. Was that Houston? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that it was Houston um, okay. a few months ago. Um, he, after when he came back, he, he seemed a little off. I thought he it felt like he was giving up more hits and more runs than he had been originally. Um, but he, he seems to kind of have gotten that under control a little better he seems a little more sharper than he had been immediately coming back from the IL um but overall I've kind of been impressed with the bullpen for the most part yeah I think so too um and the fact that the Rangers were able to get a little bit of a comeback going in the ninth inning was was really impressive um I don't really know what happened to Blake Trinan this year but he has not looked like himself um the guy who they had pitching before AJ Puck is another guy who Rangers fans are going to know for a long time because he's lefty out of the bullpen. This is his first year in the majors, but he's definitely going to be a starter long-term and he has some nasty stuff, just like Jesus Lazardo and um, guy Sheldon noisy. I'm still not entirely sure um, if he's related to the guy that I'm thinking of, but the um, Texas tech had a center fielder last season who got drafted um, Dame Dylan noisy um, and Sheldon noisy, the third baseman um, for the A's. Um, who's a rookie this year was um, is from Fort Worth and played at OU. So I'm I'm not thinking mm. of that many noises. So yeah. maybe they're related. Maybe that's something else. But um, yeah, uh, the first three batters were able to reach base and um, they were able to get a couple runs home on Elvis's single. Um, yeah, uh, Odor worked a really nice um, single leadoff single, and then what? Uh, Delino and Guzman walked. Um, I thought Guzman looked uh, pretty good this series, and overall, just the at bats were um, pretty well worked. But funny enough, nobody had a multi hit game. Even though the Rangers scored nine runs on Friday, nobody had multiple hits, and only um, only 
what two um only two different rangers um reached base multiple times in danny santana with his three-run homer and a walk um and guzman um with his double and a walk so kind of a weird game overall yeah. but um still rangers weren't quite able to to get this first one or um or any of them and if man if only the the ninth inning hadn't gone so poorly then maybe they would have had to come back on their hands but um anyway is there anything else that that bears mentioning from this game besides Puck and all, most of the the A's bullpen looking really good? Um, I just think that like it, it the final score is fourteen to nine, which looks bad, but the game itself didn't really feel like it was super out of reach for the Rangers until Oakland had that uh, four run inning in the ninth. I think that's when it began to be like, well, Rangers are out of it. But when it was ten to seven. I mean, the Rangers were still putting together good at bats, so that, to me, it that that game didn't feel as rough as like Saturday's game. It almost feels like thinking back about both of those games, like the sco- final scores for both of those games should be flipped just because of how weird Saturday's game felt and how the Rangers just didn't feel like they were that much out of it for Friday's game. Yeah, absolutely. It was a really good comeback win, and, and even though I'm annoyed by the A's and a little almost ready for baseball to be over. I know I say that now. And then like in a month, I'll be like, wait, when's baseball coming back? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But the Rangers are most definitely not ready for the season to be over. And they are getting the most out of all their at-bats, which is exactly what you want to see from a team that's young and needs to build off some stuff going into next season. But we're going to take a quick break. Before before we go, we're going to talk to you all about Postmates. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code Locked on. So you're talking about Saturday's game, and it had a different, a real different feel than Friday's game. It was like, I don't know, it's, this was one of the stranger games. All of these games, like lately, have been just really strange. But, yeah. Um, Mike Miner giving up seven runs in five innings, like that just, it just felt truly, truly odd. What, what wasn't working for Miner in that game? Um. So I was, I was at this game. I say that kind of loosely because I left after the fourth inning because you know sinuses were going crazy and Miner wasn't pitching that well so I was just kind of like hey I can't sit here and watch this any longer but I watched the rest (laughs) of it at home so I still somewhat suffered just in air conditioning um but (laughs) the one thing I noticed in the first inning like initially was that he wasn't throwing first pitch strikes which seemed very unusual for him he um, was throwing a lot of balls both in the first and second inning when I was really like focusing on his pitch count and stuff. 
um, which seemed very unusual for Miner. But, I mean, in the first two innings, he didn't give up any runs. So I was like, okay, maybe once we get further in the game, it, the strikes will come more. He'll get, like, back in the groove, whatever. But he never did. It was just – I think this is one of the strangest outings he's had since probably the beginning of the season. It, he just did not look like Mike Miner at all. Yeah, all seven runs he gave up were on home runs. And it's, yeah. it's kind of – it kind of reminds me he had an outing like almost like eerily similar to this um, against Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Not that long ago, I think in Houston where he gave up, I think it was seven runs on like four home runs. And like outside yeah. of the home runs, he looked pretty good. And he did walk three, um, but he struck out five in those five innings. And um, yeah, seven of his um, nine hits that um, he had 10 base or 12 base runners. Gosh, sorry. Math is hard. Um, <laughs> he had 12 base runners that he allowed, and seven of them were able to score um, all off home runs. So it wasn't like he was just giving up like hit after hit after hit after hit. Like for the most part, it was just like the big bombs were what were doing them in. And I mean, Oakland left eight runners on base, and they still scored eight runs. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, offensively, um, the Rangers had it felt like almost a better a better game. Um, on when they scored six runs opposed to when they scored nine um, the night before just because it was more consistent through the lineup but it's a weird moment with jeff mathis he had um was a tightness in his back and he left before he took his first at bat um and uh, i i was kind of i thought that trevino was was starting and then someone corrected me on twitter and i was like wait how is how is trevino like coming in and in like the second inning what is what is going on here but um he's day to day with with was it was it back tightness or um I think it was a what I want to say lower back strain but it might have been tightness here I'm pulling up what what John Blake had to say because he's he is the one who will will tell us what happened yeah uh, low back strain he's day to day um yeah there I I noticed um in the top of the second when the ump was facing uh, Mathis before the inning started and they were kind of like talking. It kind of just looked like the ump was just like cleaning off home plate, you know, just kind of busying himself. But it kind of felt like there was a slight delay in starting up the game again. And so I yeah. was kind of I was watching the home plate. I was in the upper deck. So like I, I obviously can't see that well. But, you know, <laughs> you could tell that they were kind of talking a little more than normal. And Mathis kind of looked a little uneasy and. Um, I saw the ump like nod towards the Rangers dugout and I thought it was like a nod like hey you might want to come out here check him but no no one went out there um, but I did notice that the trainer was on the steps for that entire inning uh, next standing next to Woodward so I am thinking it kind of started then and like he had discomfort but didn't want to come out of the game um, so I, I was kind of interested to see if he would end up having an at bat and then kind of wasn't sure if his at bat was even going to come in the second inning and if it didn't if he would still go out in the third but um yeah when I saw Trevino start in the on deck of like okay this makes sense but it it kind of puts the rest of the even though there's not that many games left but now Kiner Falefa is the backup catcher which he kind of didn't really want to catch it seemed like for the rest <laughs> of the season so of course that would happen um yeah but it, it'll be an interesting last few games for sure yeah, it really will. Um, and this is just like a weird all around day on Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of people getting pulled um, not fast enough, uh, Mike Fires was definitely left in the game yeah. for too long. Um, he, uh, with Danny Santana 
Uh, they, he got the first two outs relatively quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Danny Santana reached um, with two outs um, just on a single. And and then uh, San, uh, Fires blocked him over to second, which I didn't realize how rare this was for Mike Fires. But I think they said it was a second balk of his career. Oh, and wow. so And it was like a very uncharacteristic balk. Like he just like completely turned his shoulder. It was like he forgot all the rules of, yeah. of what a block is. Like like all of us totally know by heart. Yeah. Um, but apparently if you're a baseball player, like he would actually know what those specific rules are but like it was a very bad one so everyone came out to to check on him and the body language that he had like it looked like he's grimacing like as he was throwing and like you could tell on his face he's just like oh gosh like i am definitely hurt but like i don't want them to take me out so like i want to stay in there and so um i think cj and dave like both on the broadcast were like yeah, the body language is is not matching up probably with what he's saying. He should definitely is definitely going to be coming out. And they stepped away. It's like, nope, he's fine. Just let him go in there um, and keep going. And, and everyone was just like, um, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And so he he all of his pitches like the first few pitches to Rugi just looked um, bad. Like the first one was was way in. Um, second one he was able to get over for a strike and the third one was in the dirt. And then the fourth one that Ruggie hit for a home run was just right upper middle, like as, as good as you could want to pitch. And mm-hmm. then he goes and he walks the shields and it like, none of those pitches were particularly close. Like almost, he got one that was, um, like literally at the bottom of the zone, but the rest of them were basically in the dirt and it was just, it did not look good. And then immediately after that, they pulled him. So um, after that, um, Blackburn came in, and, and then literally that next batter that they replaced, um, Fires, uh, Jose Trevino came in, um, and he was able to single and, and get home uh, Delino um, because Delino was able to um, steal third base and, and go to third um, on a throwing error. So uh, the Rangers were able to get on the board early and get three runs in the second, but... Um, just kind of a weird day. Um, the bullpen overall looked really good in that game as well. Um, and the Rangers were able to score or hit four for four for twelve with with runners in scoring position. But um, yeah, Danny Santana stole a base. Delano Shields stole a base. I like they got back to that a little bit. But yeah. um, Danny Santana's looked a lot better um, after that like rough stretch in like late August. Maybe I felt like a, a decent chunk of August. But I feel like Danny yeah. Santana's kind of getting back on track. Is that is that your feeling too? Yeah, I think so. Um, Kind of the whole team has seemed more on track this month than they had for a while. Um, But yeah, Santana definitely looks way better than he did in August because it kind of felt like maybe the whole month of August that he was kind of having his slump while everyone else had theirs in July. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the home run, the three-run homer that he hit was the last one he's hit in the last seven games. And he stole four bases in the last seven games, which... Mm -hmm. Those are all the bases that he's stolen in the last 30, which is kind of insane. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, before that, he wasn't really doing well. But this week, he's kind of turned around just a little bit. But, um, yeah, Rudin Odor had another multi-hit game. He had a home run off of fires, um, that two-run shot. And he also had a two-run double. or uh, Not a two-run double, just a double. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at somebody else's double. But off of Jake Diekman. When the heck did that happen? When did Jake okay, thank Diekman- you. Yeah, like I went insane. Someone's like, "Oh yeah, well it happened like um, between like May and like now," and I'm like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> thanks." It's a great window of time. I was like, I saw like I saw saw him like and knew in my mind that he went to the Royals, and I saw the Rangers pitch like 
play against him. Yeah. He was in a Royals uniform and then just completely under the radar with all the like it wasn't even that like exciting of a trade deadline. So you would have thought that we would have heard about um, Jake Diekman going to Oakland and maybe I did. And it just completely went in one ear and out the other and totally forgot about it. But Jake Diekman is in Oakland now in case you guys didn't know. Now, you know, because that totally caught me by surprise. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm glad it caught you by surprise. Cause when I saw him come in the game, I was like, wait, when did this happen? Cause I knew he was a Royal, but I never saw the trade. Or if I did, I totally just blacked it out. Um, cause even, it, okay, it happened. I'll give you a smaller window. It happened after June because uh, the Rangers were doing the uh, trading of the jerseys between current Rangers and former Rangers when they come to Globe Life. And uh, Diekman and uh, Chris Martin traded jerseys when the Royals were here in June. So I think he was traded closer to the deadline, but I, I totally missed it. it. Must have been right around like deadline day. Like, this is just. And, and like the thing that threw me off more was how he was introduced when he came in. And they're like, this is a left-hander, uh, Jake Diekman. Um, he's from, they said like all these <laughs> things about where he's from. They go, he's from Nebraska. He's originally drafted by the Phillies. Oh, and he was a former Ranger. I'm like, just say Jake Diekman. Like we, what? We know who he is. Right. He, like threw me off. Like he was some completely different person. I was like, what, what is this, Dave? You know him. He was here like last year. He's not some like, oh, back in 1998, he pitched for the Rangers for three days. It's like, no, he was a very significant person in the Rangers organization. So, okay, July 27th is when he was traded for um, Dyron Blanco and um, Ismael Aquino. Huh. So, and then no he was recollection at- of that. No, I don't know who either of those guys are. Um, sorry to Dyron and Ismail, but and just totally, totally thrown off by that. Anyway, totally fine. Very, very different thing. But um, glad that Rugman Rodor was able to get a, a double off of him right, right down the right field line, and just putting together some really good at bats in the end of the season. That just mm-hmm. uh, it makes all the difference in the world seeing what he's able to do and. I also like that Chu has been able to come back. He had like, yeah, like low key. He's been kind of like subpar the last like two months and yeah. just the last couple weeks or so. He's kind of turning his second half around because he was really good for the first half of the season. And then something happened. He kind of like fell off the table. But um, yeah, uh, I really like what he's been able to do, especially that three run home run. It made my my dad and the friends that I was with very happy and. I realized that I like trained myself to like not react like a normal person at a baseball game. I'm like <laughs> still in like press mode. I'm like, oh, I can't cheer or show any emotion. I'm like, wait a minute, no, I'm in the stands. I I got a a seat. I can actually clap and enjoy things. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, totally n- normal way to enjoy a baseball game. But anyway, let's talk quickly about Sunday's game because there's not not that much honestly to to go for um the the highlights are um jonathan hernandez started it was a bullpen game did not go well um rangers offense was not able to do much of anything um they had a f- five hits total and three of them came from shinzu chu yeah um and one came from elvis andrews and just nothing really got going against uh Manaya. and jesus lazardo is really good except for that one ending when he wasn't and then even then he was still really stinking good. Yeah. The Rangers looked bad. Um, what was working for him, do you think? I don't, I'm not sure. Just because that, that inning where he loaded the bases with no outs was so odd when you look at the rest of the outing that he had. Because 
it was like right in the middle. He did good his first part, his good closing it out, and then that middle was just it, it felt like two totally different pictures. Um and I I don't I don't know. It's it's kind of mind-boggling when a pitcher goes from really good to loading the bases but getting completely out of it didn't even give up a run from that which is very frustrating but you know yep. good for the pitcher I guess um and then he, ca- he came back to be like excellent getting everyone out again um I guess maybe it had to do with the who he faced in um that inning after loading the bases I, I don't know I wonder if like maybe just something got to him about his command with those walks um but yeah, I, I I was very upset that he couldn't, you know, be bad for a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, a, a grand slam would have tied it from Solek or Odor or Heinemann. Yeah. And um, I mean, in, in the uh, it's it's weird because he walked Willie on four pitches and then immediately he strikes yeah. out Nick Solek. Um, I think on three pitches. Yeah, on three pitches. Um, two swinging strikes. Um, he had the called strike on the changeup, and his changeup is just absolutely filthy absolutely filthy and then he gets a strikeout from a door like the first the first pitch on the slider um it's like uh woody talked about this in this post-game press conference of like right when odor was coming to the plate um there was like cloud cover um and it like made everything like change like the the lighting was just kind of weird from all the cameras and everything today um and so ruggy like swung out of his shoes on a slider in the first pitch and then immediately ditched his sunglasses and uh, the lighting was still off, and he wasn't able to really recover from that. And then Heineman grounds out on two pitches, and um, that's pretty much it. And that's like the only threat that the Rangers really had. Um, and I mean, most of the, a lot of the scoring was helped by a, a bunch of wild pitches and um, pass balls and just good base running by Jose Trevino reading that that ball in the dirt. And as a catcher, I'm sure that helps him with um, knowing when a ball is is passed and whatever. But um, the main thing that I took away from this game, besides the offense, just looked not great. And Jesus Lazardo and Sean Manaya are both really good. Is Joe Palumbo's back, and I'm glad yeah. that he was able to get back into the majors. And he looked incredible. Two innings, four strikeouts. Um, he didn't allow a hit. He did walk a couple. Close, close calls. But um, I thought he looked good. What about you? Yeah, I thought he looked great, especially you know coming back after a stupid blister ruined his. Uh, <laughs> last start um because you never really know if maybe the next if that's going to just like get in their head or how that's going to affect their next start or outing in this case but uh I was really happy to see him go multiple innings yeah and just he's one of those kids that like he cannot be rattled and he some of the people who were at the games and like were talking to him after the game they saw like hey he looked a little bit like just really disappointed and like a little bit upset not quite like rattled but like Mm -hmm. He's a guy who doesn't show any emotion, and seeing that from him after it was just really disappointing. Like he didn't do like super poorly, but it was just like the stupid blister thing comes out of nowhere, yeah. and like he can't help but be upset and disappointed. And for him to get that chance to come back, even if this is his only outing that he gets back up at the major league level this year, mm-hmm. it was great for him to get back out there and regain some confidence. Like, hey, I'm a pretty good major leaguer. He showed it in flashes, flashes. Um, and he definitely showed it today. And Oakland's not a team that strikes out a whole bunch. I mean, they struck out 15 times today. But um, it's kind of to be expected when you've got, like, six different – or however many. I think it was six. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six different pitchers pitching in this one because it's a bullpen game. But Joe Palumbo looked great. Um, other than that, kind of a trash game overall. But still happened. Off day tomorrow. 
then two days in Houston, and then, whew, this season's almost done, Morgan. We're around the final stretch. Ugh. Oh, I forgot we got three games against Oakland this weekend. Oh, gosh. Next next weekend. Okay. Yeah. And then And then we don't have to see the Oakland A's for, like, six months, and life will be better because of it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the Rangers don't have to play that. Maybe they'll be in the playoffs, but... Who knows? Um, overall, not a great weekend series, but it's the next to last home weekend that the Rangers will have in this park. So, and I, I don't know if you're going to go to a game uh, in this next home stand, but this was definitely my last game at the park, and it was good to get a chance to say goodbye and and see some entertaining baseball, even if they weren't all wins. Is that? Are you going to be able to go to a, another game, or was that your your last one at the park? I, I think it might be my last. I'm not sure, but it, it kind of feels like it probably will be. So I, I'm definitely going to miss the the look of that ballpark. I won't miss the heat. Yeah. Don't blame me there. Even <laughs> at like a seven o'clock game when I was like 85, 90 at like the start. And I was like, okay, this is pretty comfortable. And then like by the eighth inning, I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I love the nostalgia. And I got nostalgic again towards the end. But in the middle, I'm like, all right, it's hot. Give me yeah. a roof, please. But <laughs> That's how I feel with with this series. It was hot. Maybe I'll be nostalgic about it next week or in the offseason, but I'm ready to move on to the next week in in Houston. Thank you guys so much for supporting us, and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tell your friends about us as Rangers fans. Let them enjoy the the last couple weeks we have as a season together, and we'll still be here in the offseason. We'll be doing shows probably about three times a week, um, but we still got a lot of fun things planned for the offseason, a lot of fun different series that we're really excited to try out, but Thank you so much for supporting us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Morgan Price, at Bryce Patrick, at Lockdown Rangers. We really do appreciate your support. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod.